Yes. Okay. And the chapter pulled up. What's what's the chapter number? Two hundred and forty. Okay, so this is this is episode JJK Weekly two hundred and chapter two hundred and forty. There we go. There we go. Now we can begin. Congratulations. Thank you. I feel sad for Takawa. Uh, he's gonna lose. His life sucks. I don't know, man. He's a gag character. He's no, gag man. Character. He he's got heart. He's he's what a he's third. I went back to the first chapter he was introduced. Mm-hmm. Uh, one forty something, one forty six or whatever. And the dude's a failing comedian. You know, he's one of the real ones. It's and it starts. It's a nice at the end. He's like maybe I'm seventy percent funny, thirty percent not. Get it? Because that's the same thing as Nanami. That's Nanami's thing. His curse technique. Such a nice callback. But outside of that, like nothing was going for him. Yeah. And, and now he's he's scared because things aren't funny anymore. Although I do gotta admit that Kenjaku is one of the most fully fledged out people in this series. Like you just you get an air of Kenjaku that you're like, yeah, this guy has himself figured out. He knows what he likes. He's actually lived a thousand years. I like I remember that comment that he said to to Tengen. And you can feel it because some of those thousand years was him actively choosing to sit down and watching these comedy shows of the late nineties. He's it's a bit more than just figured out, but he just very much knows who he is. And he's not generically evil guy that plans in the background all the time. He he spends time to do hobbies. Hey bro, if he if after like a thousand years you don't have your personality figured out. It's kind of like a, if you're not rich while well, you have like a, a long life as a vampire, you're doing something wrong, you know? You are definitely doing something wrong. But this guy's rich in what? Jujutsu sorcery? And then he coincidentally like knows random things. It gives you a sense that he has a personality. Yeah. I wish I could say the same for a lot of our friends. That's so mean. Yes, they have personalities. They're not all Kenjaku. The other thing is, everything that Kenjaku does, he does for himself. Yeah, no, no, but they'll only focus on JJK or they'll learn new stuff for other people. And I'm like, I appreciate that, but I don't want you to do that. I, I don't know what you're talking about. A part of uh, what self-determination theory is having, you know, what it's a little idea of a vaguely, I, it's been a while since I read into it, but vaguely it's describing what motivates people. And it's three tenets. If you fulfill three of these, like you're, you can like self motivate yourself outside of like extrinsic uh, factors. Like for example, getting a trophy, you become more intrinsically motivated. And that's if you have autonomy, so you know the choice to decide something. Uh, getting better, so your competence, right? And then the last one is social. And I think, I think just being getting into something because it's increase of social activity, it's nice. But I understand that you're a big fan of um, individualism, which is why probably. But individualism and then like having very very strong sense of self, which is exactly what Kenjaku offers. Because <laughs> is he kind of like Ghetto, or I I have a difficult time dissociating Ghetto and Kenjaku because I feel they're similar in vibes. I feel like Ghetto never really figured himself out. Well, you're not wrong. He got closer. He was too young. He was, what, 25 when he passed away? Uh, I think it was 10 years between them 
in the star plasma. So there were 16, right? 16, 15. So they were really, really pretty practically kids. 10 years past from that is 25-ish. Yeah, yeah, but he went off his ideals from being 20, from being 16 and then just hid. So he could, like, practice his own ideals and only had, like, an echo chamber around him after that. So there wasn't anybody really to argue with. They all agreed with the with the with the tenant. Yeah, yeah, that's an echo chamber. Man, you're 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 a ghetto hater. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, he 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 definitely stagnated. I can imagine he was gambling high. He could have done better. We all know that. I mean, Kenjaku acknowledges that he definitely had the potential with his whole curse manipulation, obviously. Oh, oh no, man, ghetto. There was moments in the flashback that I remember that Ghetto, it was hard. It was definitely hard because he he had a persona like a very goody two shoes, but there was like leaks of of himself being more um, selfish every now and then. Like he definitely had a strong sense of what's of, well, of strong and weaknesses, right? Like oh she's weak, don't mock her. Yeah, and very morally righteous. But Kenjaku is I don't know, if Ken, but something of Kenjaku reminds me of Ghetto. Or maybe it's been so long since I've seen Kenjaku in Ghetto that I don't know who Ghetto is anymore. Because it's well, the only one who would know Ghetto would be Gojo. Uh, yeah. No, Gojo's the one that says he doesn't believe that's Kenjaku, that Kenjaku and Ghetto are two separate people. So, you know, even though they're imitating, you know, I feel like there's a strong difference in their personalities. At least for Gojo. Gojo hates fucking Kenjaku. I watched the ceiling thing again in this brief interaction he hated him but what's crazy is kenjaku has like a he jokes he he likes to have fun and that's very similar to gojo when he fights or maybe that's the thing that is similar to all like top tiers in this universe Mm, i feel like it's more he jokes because he can not because like it's his thing i guess you might be right he only jokes with the weak doesn't he yeah, if you're winning, it's really easy to joke. What me and my brother do in soccer is what Omar does is occasionally when he runs past people, he'll immediately stop once he runs past them, wave at them, and then keep going. Ah. And what I do is I slow down, smile, look back, and then shoot the ball in the net. I guess, I guess you guys, I, I bet, yeah, I suppose it's something similar. I mean, whenever you're on your high horse and it's not, there's not too much on the line. Yeah, it's like disrespecting the sh- shit out of people. Call BM in the, in the gamier sense, bad manners in BM. Yeah, no, and then, like, you can do this repeatedly if they're bad enough, and you suffer no consequences because you know you're just going to get, like, the ball back. Look at you. I suppose that's the realm of the strong. But I really feel for Tabaka in this chapter, man. Because I think last last episode I was talking about how his... If I, if I was trying to guess his curse of thinking how it worked, I was saying it was the Dunning-Kruger effect. And now with this chapter, a bit of that is validated in what Angel said. Talking about like mm-hmm. how they understand the curse technique to everyone... Well, everyone except pretty much Takabo, who's there. You have um, Hakari, Meme, that grade one that I forget who doesn't have a curse technique. And I actually forgot this guy's name, Okotsu. <laughs> and Okotsu there. Wow. And they're explaining how... It, it, it's it's validating because 
as a as a reminder, the Dunning Kruger effect is the less you know about something, the more confident you feel about it. And it kind of fits Takabo and his sense of comedy because it's very connected to his confidence and of his own comedy, his curse thing. So he, he if he finds himself funny and well, this is the difference, right? This is the funny. If he finds himself funny, his curse technique will work. But if he starts losing that confidence, which is exactly what Kenjaku ends up doing because he's coincidentally it's a, it's a bad matchup because Kenjaku is actually into comedy unexpectedly and he's able to criticize uh, Takabo pretty logically especially when it comes to like the analytical part of comedy and that just tears him apart see i have a i have a point here i have a point to make here i feel like this just points out Takabo's weakness because in my mind the funniest shit ever would be seeing this man get his cheeks clapped again like in the middle of a fight with Goto. Kenjaku? <laughs> so, yeah. So, I think he just doesn't believe in himself hard enough to think he's funny. That's part of it, right? That, that's why this whole situation with Takabo is so disheartening. Cause... I, f- I feel like there's a cop-out coming, though, because we wouldn't have spent, like, a couple pages of the chapter using dialogue to explain what his technique might be for a moment without a reveal. They're going to do a reveal panel next next chapter. As a reminder, by day, do you mean the narrator? Because only the narrator might be able to give us an objective. By Angel. By Angel. Angel's never finished her sentence. So she, you're right. I, I, I feel like she got most of it. I don't think there's anything left. Oh, wait, no, you're right. His technique. So she didn't finish the exact name of the technique. But Kenjaku has done a decent job of getting to the root yeah. of it. But you're right, maybe there is something more to Takaba's technique than what initially... But it's definitely influenced by his confidence, because he doesn't know jack about sorcery. <laughs> yeah, but he should have some knowledge that it was granted by uh, calling games and just awakening his ability, so I feel like he's going to get some cop-out ability in the next... or cop-out uh, comeback explanation in the next chapter, two chapters, and then then he gets his ass kicked. I mean, it'd be funny if he won, but there'd be no nah, point. Yeah, no, that's something that happened. I actually, for a moment, thought that Kenjaku and Takaba might join sides. Nah, that's, that's, there's no point. Uh, it's It'll be different. That's about it. But Takaba, at this point, is what's the point of Takaba, right? I mean, it's a new character to explore something involving with his awful life, and it's also only one of the two awakened sorcerers that we're keeping an eye on. Yeah. I, I I just don't feel like his character was expounded upon and made crucial enough to the story in order for this to actually work like as a fight that we take seriously. I definitely agree with you. I don't think it's definitely something we take serious, but I, I resonate with a story. I, it reminds me of Gento from Hero Academia, and you know how much I I bandwagon Gento. Not as hard as you bandwagon Bakugo. I bandwagon both of those characters, yes. And Hero Academia is fire right now, but this is not Hero Academia. But it, as a reminder, that's why I think they fit similar niches. But the thing is, Takaba doesn't have that heavy of a backstory where I'm like, you know... I understand your past. It's more like, dude, just get a job. 
I, I, I resonate with this guy. He wants to do what he loves in life, you know? And he finds comedy good, even though technically he might not be good at it. I, I know, but the point where you're forcing everybody... The point where you're point, forcing everybody else to listen to your shit jokes is a job. I think that's a bit much. Like, I make shit jokes, and I'm my own audience, so I don't care if people laugh or not. I just laugh at them myself. But it's not my job, you know? So you you gotta know whether or not you can do it, like, as a job. Like, I, I think I'd have a hard time making other people laugh. Uh, when I find somebody that has a similar sense of comedy, I just, I just dig my heels in and, like, express it. But otherwise, you know, you read the room, you realize, oh, yeah, they're not finding this funny. They're finding this annoying. And then you just kind of, like, exit stage left. Oh, man. I think, I think in respect to Takaba, we should go to stand-up comedy shows. Uh, I like those. Some of those people suck. No, I like the variance. That's part of it. It's just it's the inner gambling that comes with going to a stand-up comedy show. Like a random one. I went with Adolfo. There was like one funny person. Coincidentally. Yeah. Um... That's how it is. I mean, whenever I go to stand-ups, I'm just thinking if I get one funny person, because like actually laughing decently, I love that. I love that. And it's the nature of the beast. It's like when you go to a roller coaster, whatever, Disney, Six Flags, and you know part of the whole situation is going to be standing in lines for hours. You, know, you just accept it. See, I personally do it like this. I go on a Tuesday. I'm, I go a Tuesday in the middle of the week when nobody's there, and I don't wait for shit. And then I leave by like 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon when everybody starts to show up. So I feel like you're accepting of the lines. I just I just go whenever there isn't lines. I optimize my shit. At that point, you might as well just only go to stand-ups when it's uh, named uh, comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't feel like finding gems in the rough is worth it. I think so. I don't. I don't think so. I would be Takaba's number one fan. See, they charge the same both days, so you might as well just go. The day where they aren't doing anything, like if it's a free open mic stand up, you have no reason to complain. <laughs> like at U of I, where I'm just walking through and some guy's telling jokes, I'm like, oh, cool, I'll sit down. But if it's like, oh, you gotta buy two drinks, you gotta buy tickets, and it's the same as Friday, but this, these people are unnamed, nah, I'm I'm good. I would have been his fan. There's definitely some of the things in here that like go by me, but in the chapter, especially when they're talking about. Japanese get shows that air from 1998 to 2010. I would never understand that. I'm glad that yeah. there's actually a um, an editor's note to give me context. Else, I would be very confused. But uh, this chapter is definitely one where it's just the main focus is Kenjaku and Takabo. Everyone else, including us, the readers, is second fiddle because they're having their own conversation. I think this is like a break for. Um, I love those kind of chapters. The author and while I appreciate it, I just wish she'd gave us more like character behind the persona. Cause like you remember Megumi's sister and how she was just kind of shoehorned in with no characterization. No. Sisters can exist, bro. Okay, there's no need to understand that. Their parents abandoned them, and she ra- and she helped raise them as best as she could. 
that gives you more weight to when she dies. Like, Megami just being sad is like, shit, his sister died. Was she a good sister? Was she a bad That's a bit more than that. <laughs> she killed her. But when, when, when would it have been able to happen organically? They could have just thrown in a flashback somewhere, bro. You can write around it, like... Yeah, yeah I, I'll agree. There's, it's possible to write, you know, something very unique. But And maybe she could have had a bit more screen time, at least in flashbacks, when it comes to developing how Megumi thinks, at least, you know? Like, it's kind of like constructing a conversation to fit your own needs. Like, flirting, right? It's a practice skill where... You guide the conversation somewhere that you know will be like, oh, you like shooting? I'm going to go shooting this weekend to a gun range you want to come with. How is this related to us feeling Megumi's? It's it's like the story. Okay, okay, it's like the story. Gege could have totally, like, written the story and constructed it in a way to arc off on a tangent so we see Megumi's uh, past the sister. He could have totally done that. He's very talented as a writer to, in order to have done this because it's a practice skill. I think the best part that I see it going in was whenever Megumi's talking and it leans towards his philosophy in life to have some connection to his sister. Because, bro, I forgot he had a sister. Yeah, same. So if the flashback would have... I mean, maybe that did happen, but at the same time, I vaguely only remember seeing the back of her head. And like some sunlight, it's it maybe that's from the anime, but it's just maybe seeing them talk, and how they grew up would have been very useful, especially when it comes to Megumi and Itadori, because they're both connected by familiar bonds. Megumi with his grandpa, Megumi with his sister, and I also, he, I also feel like uh, Megumi and Nobara's like connection to Yuji isn't expanded upon as much as it could have been. Like, it isn't as strong a relationship as it could have been. I know they only had six months, and that's it's pretty part strong. of the issue. Like, I don't feel it from a characterization point of view. Man, this went from Takawa to talking about the th- three main ones. There's not much to talk about in this chapter, bro. It's kind of like... Fair. That's fair, yeah. It's... I love Takawa. And it's tragic, man! Come on. I th- I have a lot of... I'm not connected to this chapter at all. I'm connected to him. How about how about talking about uh, Yuji's spoiler alert and his arm looking strange to the point that it might be a cursed technique development. Or maybe just his brothers. I say it's borrowing the power of uh, Mahito. Because I went back and reread and it looks uh, very similar to Mahito's ultimate form. So I don't know how he's doing it, but he did get that book on the dead and the soul. He ate his other curse room siblings. It might be one of theirs. He did? Yes, he did. When? It was implied. Same chapter nah. where he got the book. He ate his curse room siblings. I'll eat anything Choso that I would. need to get stronger. Choso wouldn't do that to this man. Chosa also let it happen he was the one that suggested it i, I unless i see it written out i don't know it, it happened dude you know what wait to wait a month and then you you'll see it all right because i don't have it in me to go back through through the chapters but it's his, his siblings 
knowing Gage, I'm gonna wait till Christmas, and then he's just gonna he's just gonna die if I gag, and that'll be the end. Something, something. I want to finish it by 2024, right? Yep. But that was a chapter. Well, is there is there a break next week, or we don't know? No break. No break. Sadly. Sadly. Yeah, I want him to just skip this fight. It, it's just a waste of my time. You're you're such a hater for the weekly grind, bro. I just want the story to progress. It's progressing. Kenjaku is involved. We learn more of Kenjaku. I love Kenjaku's characterization. This is like a this is like a chapter on uh what was that one uh. The muscular guy in One Punch Man, where he's not doing anything important, and then like they skipped back to the chapter of Tornado. I was like, bro, just give me more Tornado. Now the story's progressing again. I don't know. I haven't I haven't read One Punch Man in a while, but it was probably an older chapter. I just forgot. Yeah. Uh, this is before One uh, One Punch Man beats. Uh, spoiler alert, by the way. No, don't say it. Don't say it. Whatever. Anyway, that was a chapter. This is it. This is. This is not a one, one punch man. I feel like that's more entertaining than what's going on right now. You're a hater. Alright, that's it for the chapter, everyone. Thank you for listening. Bye, Oscar. Thank you for coming. See you next week when you watch more of um, Takaba. I love Takaba. Unfortunately.